Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the NFL Draft Triple Take presented by UPMC. Mike Pursuta along with Matt Williamson and Dale Lawley. It's round two of our prep for the NFL Draft. We've gone through the positions group by group, and for this second go-around, uh, we're not listing them so much as we're just uh, throwing in what we have come to learn since the pro days have been conducted and uh, as the draft grows closer and draws, draws nearer, uh, more information surfacing on some of these guys. Today, we're going to take a look at the wide receiver position. Fellas, we could probably do four or five of these on wide receivers and not get to everybody. Uh, loaded last year, loaded again this year, but uh, even though we've already done our top five and sleepers, it's kind of a, a changing climate and a changing atmosphere, and uh, there are some guys emerging. Matt, uh, why don't you lead us off? Yeah, and the biggest thing, I want to talk about Dwayne Eskridge from, from Western Michigan. But before I do, what really blows me away about this particular receiver class, and the last couple of classes have been great, but this one is just loaded with guys like Eskridge that are short, but not tiny. I mean, stocky, most of them. Some of them are on the lean side. But explosive as can be, unbelievable with the ball in their hands. I could probably name eight to ten of those that are – move option guys you could pitch it to them you can jet sweep it to them orbit motion you know screens run short routes go deep explosive out of the slot there's just more of them than you can believe and that's why i wanted to bring up eskridge i mean he's from a little bit of a smaller school in the mac western michigan um five nine but four three eight you know in the 40 tore up the senior bowl you know he's really starting to emerge and is on par with some of these other guys at that fit that mold that might get a little bit more headlines in Eskridge. You know, I think one of us had him in his top five initially. Who was that? Ah, did you? That was me. That's right. Nice to see you're, uh, you're, you're, you're realizing the value of the Mac, you know, the, uh, (laughs) the Mac has put a lot of players, few receivers, as I recall, at least one in particular, Uh, Dale, you love the sec. So uh, why don't we uh, go back to the sec as we invariably do when you talk about draft eligible players especially skill position players. And, and, you know, Elijah Moore out of Mississippi is another one of those uh, smaller type receivers that, that Matt was talking about five, nine, one seventy eight. but he ran a four, three, five forty. Then he posted a four second short shuttle and a 6.6 on the, on the three cone drill. Um, they, the latter two of those, the four second short shuttle and the 6.66 uh, three cone drill would have been the best at last year's combine. Uh, you know, this guy, I think, has played himself into maybe the, or, uh, you know, run himself into maybe the end of the first round. I think he could get some consideration there. Um, that's a tough thing to happen in this draft class. I mean, you're talking about 15 receivers that could be in the top five. Uh, well, I think he kind of separated himself a little bit from some of those other little guys. Yeah, I got a, a similar guy that uh, has gotten my attention since the top five lists. Uh, Amonra St. Brown from USC. Uh, Dale, you mentioned St. Brown's brother. Yeah. Um, how about the names in that family? <laughs> but these kids know how to spell. Uh, they don't need spell check. You mentioned one of our previous uh, programs. Uh, you were talking about some guy that was really cut. He said, if I looked like him, I'd never wear a shirt. Well, uh, Amon Ra St. Brown is not only in that, if you look like me, you wouldn't wear a shirt club. He didn't wear one at the USC Pro Day. And I get why he looked the part. But uh, fascinating background. You mentioned uh, brother Equinemius uh, catching passes for the Packers. So it's, it's football family 
he did an interview with the NFL Network and talked about how he's always been competitive because he's the youngest of three brothers. and They'd go at it even when they're playing Monopoly. Checks all the off-the-field boxes. And uh, some of the comparisons from the coverage of the USC Pro Day, and it was extensive. Uh, people are kicking around the names Michael Pitt, Pittman Jr. we saw last year, uh, Nelson uh, Aguilar, Robert Woods, and the comparisons, guys, were the attitude. I'm going to finish this play even if I'm just blocking. I'm going to catch the ball and run through you. I'm going to compete. I want to knock your head off because it's football out here. And uh, this this is a really impressive kid. Daniel Jeremiah even said he saw some similarities in terms of uh, comportment with Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, speaking of – You just rattled off a bunch of you. USC – Yeah, a bunch of USC wide receivers there that uh, all have a, some similar traits. Took you a while to get to Juju, though. <laughs> I think he's very similar to Juju. Inside, out, physical, stature. Yeah, I like him a lot. There's a lot of them, and uh, that was uh, that was an interesting workout. We'll, we'll get to some of their linemen uh, in subsequent programs. But uh, some other guys, I'll, I'll just throw some uh, nuggets out there from the wide receiver position. Uh, Anthony Schwartz, his uh, unofficial was 4.26. I don't know if that was actually verified or not, but his 40 was blazing. I mean, uh, the only ones faster at a combine that are official are John Ross, 4.22 in 2017. And Chris Johnson, 4.24 in 2008. And uh, Jalen Camp from Georgia Tech did 30 reps at 225. The combine record for a wide receiver is 27. Matt, uh, how attention-getting are these, uh, you know, test numbers? Uh, it's still more about the tape, isn't it, or is it? For sure. And attention-getting is the way to put it because – Day after day, you go check the pro day numbers for that day. And wow, I mean, I'm blown away at every position, but especially this receiver core. And there's so many of them. Name, I mean, um, I, it worries me a little because in a normal year, I put a lot more stock in the combine numbers than pro days because there's a lot of things working in these guys' favor. They're in, they slept in their own bed. You know, they, they're, they practice there. They're much more comfortable they are amongst friends and they know every face in the crowd, basically that they invited and the tracks yeah, are often very back. fast. There's all kinds of, there's all kinds of factors. And that's why, you know, yeah. it's nice to have that combine where everybody's running on the same track under the same conditions. You know what the wind conditions are, none because you're indoors. So there's a lot there that, that you know, maybe the, 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 the track in Indianapolis isn't quite as fast as, as, as some of these other places, but it's the same track for everybody. That's the nice mm -hmm. thing about, you know, the NFL scouting combine. Um, you know, there are some places, Ohio State's track, for example, when, when the Ohio State times come in from their pro day are traditionally faster than other places because they have a fast track. So you kind of have to factor that in this year. And in, in some cases, you don't know, uh, you know, I mean, maybe scouts do, uh, you know, who has a fast track, who doesn't. Uh, but, you know, weather conditions play a factor in that as well. What's the temptation to dress everything else first, even if you, you know, there's maybe two or three that stand out to you, but you say, you know what, this position's so loaded, it's going to be last on the priority list and we're still going to be okay. Are, are teams going to approach it that way or do you still pick your guy and go get your guy? Uh, I think special players are different. You know, Julio, Calvin, those type of guys, you, you know, are transcendent type players. And maybe there is a guy like that in this class. I mean, Jamar Chase obviously comes to mind, the Bama guys. But I think history and free agency this year shows 
the NFL recognizes why am I going to spend 18 million on a guy that's a quote wide receiver one who's 26, 27 years old when I can take the Steelers approach, use a day two pick year after year, have the cheapest receiver room in the league and one of the best groups of receivers in the league that are only getting better. And you look around the league, who are some of the best receivers in the league? I thought Devontae Adams was probably the best in the league this year. Michael Thomas was the year before that, not first round picks. Tyree Kill, DK Metcalf, all the Seedlers guys we talked about. I mean, so it, it's a loaded group. And I'm not saying it's watered down. It's just you can pick whatever you want, wherever you want it. The other yeah, thing about it, Matt, is it, there used to be uh, in fantasy football circles, especially the three year rule at the wide receivers. Right. Oh, that's you gone. A receiver, you look for that receiver going into year three who's going to have the breakout. Now these guys come in and they just, they just contribute. Justin Jefferson last year was a monster. Yeah. Yeah. People shake their head at Corey Davis. Why weren't you awesome in your first year? It took him three years. Like it used to, you know, right. Yeah. Dale, we saw Claypool. We got a chance to see Pittman. Uh, It just, it just happens for him now. And uh, maybe it's because it has to, because if it's not happening for them, there's plenty others where they came from. I think it's that Matt and Mike and and they, you know, these kids are, are going to passing camps now when they're, you know, eight years old. And so they're throwing the football before they even get to high school. Then in high school, to your point about your high school, never throwing the football, go back and watch a high school game now. And they're throwing the ball around 25, 30 times a game at single A schools. Mm-hmm. These guys are, are, you know, developed route runners before they even get to college. So by the time they get to the pros, they've already, you know, they've already caught, you know, 500 passes in games throughout the course of their career. That's going to do it for wide receivers. As I said at the outset, we could, we could do this all week. Uh, if we wanted to, but uh, suffice it to say in summation, if you're an NFL team and you need a wide receiver this year and you don't get one, you just didn't try hard enough because <laughs> it's not that hard. Uh, we'll be coming back at you uh, with more second looks at the uh, eligible positions for the upcoming NFL draft until then for Matt Williamson and Dale Lawley. I'm Mike Pursuta. I want to remind you before we go that uh, you can uh, catch this content on Steelers.com the Steelers mobile app, and the Steelers official YouTube page. The audio can be heard on the Triple Take podcast and Steelers Nation Radio, and uh, you can access that Triple Take podcast wherever you download your favorite on-demand audio content. That's going to do it for receivers. Uh, For the fellas, I'm Mike Pursuta. We will be back again soon with another pre-draft preview. Until then, this has been the NFL Draft Triple Take presented by UPMC.